Hi everybody, welcome to Las Vegas Bag Room. I'm Pat Thompson, your host. Joe Cancino Bogies over here. This episode was brought to you by Revision Brewery, the home of the high-end craft beers from triple IPAs to double IPAs, to Mexican-style lager, crack a can, and get the taste of hoppy perfection. Today we are here at Wild Horse Golf Course with John Waddington, the general manager. Say hi, John. Hi, everyone. And also with their superintendent, Darden Nix. Good morning. So a little history about this place. I was looking up, and uh, I'm going to give the people, listeners out there in Facebook world. So Wild Horse Golf Course was designed, was the beginning of the design in 1958. It was one of the first courses built in Southern Nevada. It once was owned by Howard Hughes, who brought the, bought the property from Hank Greenspun in 1968. Wild Horse was a PJ tour stop that was called the Sahara Invitational in the 70s. Wild Horse had many different names. It was uh, Paradise Valley, Showboat Country Club, Las Verdes, and Royal Kenfield. Then renamed Wild Horse in 1994. Um, Wild Horse, Horse is now owned by the city of Henderson. So, John, tell me about your course. Well, uh, 18 holes, par 71. It, uh, I take that back, par 70. Um, very friendly golf course compared to many out here in Southern Nevada. Uh, you can kind of hit it sideways and get away with it. Um, it's a uh, little tricky in some areas, uh, tough in some areas, but overall very fair. You can be a real good golfer and, uh, you know, it'll give you a challenge or you can be a beginner and it's a fun place to play. I know that long par three is a pain. I've oh, been yeah. lucky and parted that a few times here when <laughs> I have played here. Yeah, from the tips, 270. And it's blind and, uh, sometimes. You can't yeah. see. You just got to guess. And gotta, yeah. just make sure you hit it to the left side because if it goes right, you might go bloop in the water. Yep. Um, so what's your rates? Uh, for residents, uh, it's our peak season. So if you're a city of Henderson residents, it's 54. Uh, otherwise, Southern Nevada is 59. Uh, that'll drop down again once we get kind of mid-June. Yeah, it starts uh, getting back hot. in the summertime. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, so... Let's talk, okay, so you have resident rates, non-resident rates, is it higher? Yeah, a little bit. Um, we don't go crazy. Right now we're at 89. That'll fluctuate kind of between 69 and 89 throughout the year. That's pretty reasonable. You know, people coming out here, I mean, I'm sure you've had people from out of town, California, or, you know, Utah and all them. We've been having a lot of people coming in from out of town where I work at. Um, so what about memberships? Uh, we do offer an annual plan. It's called the uh, Wild Card. It uh, just goes by the calendar year. You can sign up any time, and then it expires uh, December 31st. Uh, it's basically just a prepaid annual membership, uh, and then you would just pay a card fee of $10 whenever you came out. Also gives you some uh, discounts uh, in our golf shop and uh, some food discounts as well. What's the cost on that? Uh, right now it's uh, $170 per month, uh, and then, that's uh, pretty or you just that's prepay cool. it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so it's very reasonable. The way we price it is... Uh, if you play twice a week, it comes out to about $28 a green fee. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's nice. Solid. That's nice to have, yeah. Um, so what about, like, people that live around the community out here? I mean, I know I don't know if the guys have private carts that ever come in, or is that this is just regular standard carts that you guys have? Yeah, just standard carts. Uh, you know, we get, we're so busy out here to have private carts would be uh, just really hard to police. So just there's uh, standard carts that we uh 
Cool, I can get that. So, what kind of amenities? Like, uh, like you guys got a restaurant up here, or, you know, bar. I, I mean, I, I've only been out on the practice range. I really haven't gone inside except for the clubhouse. So, yeah. So we've got, uh, in addition to the golf course, we've got one of the largest uh, all grass practice ranges in all of uh, Vegas and Henderson. Uh, the only time we go to mats is when we overseed in uh, August or September. The, uh, in the clubhouse, we have a snack shack that's real convenient uh, before your round, middle of your round, or after. Uh, right above the golf shop, we have a restaurant that seats about 75 people. Uh, across the hall from that, we have a banquet room where we can do up to 220. So that restaurant, is it privately owned, or is it, you know, got somebody leasing it to run a restaurant? or? No, it's operated by us. Okay, by the yeah. city of Henderson, basically? Uh, well, we're managed by Elite Golf Management. Oh, okay, so Elite, um, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah so the entire property, all the operations. Um, you know, we found it's much better for us to control that operation. What about uh, golf instruction here? Uh, we have a golf academy. It's called the Wild Horse Golf Academy. It's run uh, by a longtime professional named Tony Lawson. It's, uh, even though it shares a name that is, you know, privately run by Tony, uh, but he's been here forever, does a great job, uh, very well-liked, uh, very reasonable with his rates, um, and he's always out there. Very Do you busy. ever uh, contract, can people, other, like there's other professionals out here, because there's going to be a lot of them losing jobs that are instructors, can they make a deal with you to come out here and teach or anything? I mean, because some people do contracts with other golf courses or whatever, and then they get let go or whatever. I know a few guys that had to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're very friendly to other golf professionals in town. Um, as far as that goes, it's just kind of a la carte what they want to do, um, and we'll see if it works out for us. Yeah, because I mean, you know, they're making a little bit of money. They should do a kickback to you know if they're gonna you know get managed through here. Yeah, yeah. and bottom line is, you know, we definitely want to support professionals, especially you know if they're going through a hardship like they do get laid off or something like that. Uh, you know, anything we could do to help others is just gonna you know be returned to us and down the road so so I know you got the top range you got the chipping area you got the putting green nice putting greens big I mean, a lot of people can put on that putting green that's got a lot of undulation and stuff be great for a putting contest we were just talking about doing that eventually because you know that the world yeah. series of putting mm -hmm. well we want to do the biggest bag room series of putting basically eventually is in our plans like you know like Joe was saying we're gonna do a tournament we'll start it off at one day at Desert Willow then We'll come here if we can get the approval, and then we'll go to other courses. We were just talking about that's one of our future goals. And I also know you got a chipping area on the back end of the range. Yeah. Is they, that anybody can use that, or is it just certain people, like, you know, instructors use only? or Typically just instructor use, um, and then otherwise staff. It's just it's tough to get out to, yeah, and then you just don't know where. Because if you don't have enough carts, it's a little bit of hike, right? It's right. a little bit of hike out there down the range. Yeah, but it's it's a rare day that we can't fit everybody into our range just because of how wide it is. So, got any upcoming events coming up here that you know of? Or? Um, well, we are always hosting, uh, you know, private events. Um, we just got done hosting our our big uh, Las Vegas Challenge Disc Golf event in February, but uh, as far as a Club hosted event. Our next one will probably be Memorial Day. Okay. Uh, we try to target, you know, Monday and Friday holidays to, uh, you know, do a fun little shotgun outing. That's kind of cool. a raffle or raffle. Yeah. And uh, you know, include lunch or breakfast with that. My next question: Frisbee golf. 
Yes. I've, Dis- always, I've been here before. I <laughs> yeah, came to practice yeah, one time, they, and I go, it's closed. You can't say Frisbee. Yeah, they oh. they don't like fri- well, fr- <laughs> Disc Golf. Disc Golf. <laughs> yes, Frisbee's a brand. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, I just known as Frisbee Golf. So it's Disc Golf. Yeah. We're all good. It'd be so. like saying Titleist Golf. Yeah. <laughs> when we got Taylor Mates fix on, everybody else involved, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so they're, so they're adamant that. about that. <laughs> so how does that work out here? Uh, it works out really well. So aside from that event, we have uh, two courses on our property that are open year-round. Uh, we call it one's our morning course, one's our afternoon course. Uh, so disc golfers can play our morning course uh, the first 45 minutes of sunlight. Um, then they can play our afternoon right now. It's after 3.30. So basically when we slow down uh, for ball golf, you know, they could start kind of inter- intermingling and just book tee time to go out then. Yeah, I was wondering how, how that worked because it's like, I can just see a golf ball four, you know, yeah. <laughs> and somebody's yeah. getting hit. You so, know, it's, yeah, I mean, flow-wise, they play 22 holes, and it's all like on our front nine, for example, our afternoon course. Uh, it takes them about two hours and 20 minutes, two hours and 30 minutes. But uh, they they do a very good job of letting golfers play through. Um, we're pretty adamant in letting them know that, uh, you know, the ball golfers kind of have the right of way to let them come through. So golfers first and, and yeah. just and it's, golf later. Yeah, and a big part of that is just the safety of it. Cause yeah, because we don't want anybody getting hit with a golf ball or a frisbee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Better get all nod in their head, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of cool. So, what do you charge them to do? How much you charge to do frisbee golf out here? Uh, so the disc golf is fifteen dollars. Disc, uh, disc golf. Goes- <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just used to frisbee. I was doing for the frisbees, not discs. Sorry. Yeah. Right now it's fifteen dollars. That includes your card as well. Oh, that's pretty fair. That's a pretty fair offer. I'd rather have that than uh, what is it? The foot golf. Right when they're oh, kicking. Oh wow! Yeah, that's different. Yeah, because oh, no. I've been. I've actually done foot golf, and it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's all kind of same concept. Yeah. You're just going down a hole and. You know, put it in a basket or a, or a hole at the end. So Yeah. I mean, hey, whatever works. I mean, the foot golf, I, I was at, I think it was Chimera that has the foot golf. They were getting Mountain ready. Falls. Mountain Falls, yeah, they have it. I mean, Sienna. Sienna has one as well. See those holes? I go, God, I just hope I didn't put my ball in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, superintendent questions, man. Talk to me. How hard is this to keep this place going? Oh, it's very hard, especially out here. So, I was telling you earlier, we did a podcast in the summer with another group and this is my 30th year I've been all over the country and this is the hardest region I'm comfortable saying that now after being here three years to grow grass it's um it's definitely a challenge for sure because of the water and the water you do have it's not very good even if it's effluent water but our freshwater lakes out here have 10,000 parts per million of salt in them so that lake up behind by nine, it's a, I guess possibly part of Warm Springs, maybe the name of the road, but mm-hmm. it's a naturally fed lake and it's full of salt. So years ago they used to water with that out here and they had a lot of problems. But now we have the city effluent water or reclaimed water, mm-hmm. which is much better, but it's still not great. So how many courses do you think in, let's say Vegas, use reclaimed water to water the grass? I would say at least 90% in some fashion or another. So but this is this is where we get into the subject of like, cause, so there's courses that are told they're, they're going bye-bye because they use too much water, but we're building right. houses, hundreds of houses, hundreds of houses. We use re- real water in that, so yeah, I think they it's, use more water in all those houses than you would at a golf course, I imagine. We just released some data, and it, I'm, may not be 100% accurate on it, but it's about 6% 
is what golf courses use here, which is way lower than, like you were saying earlier, homeowners, hotels, resorts, yeah. things like that. And that's that 6% is strictly fresh water mm -hmm. coming from Lake Mead. And some of the high-end courses have fresh water Because they have access. wells. But we have wells. There's wells, right. too. Right. But they might be city water, like yeah. fresh water access to water their greens. And that price changes with that per gallon as well. So the, even to buy the reclaimed water, it's a dollar and twenty cents for a thousand gallons. So if we get a tenth of an inch of rain, if that ever happens, yeah, if that it, ever happens, <laughs> it, you're looking at saving uh, twenty five hundred bucks a night here for us, yeah. which is huge. That is huge. Yeah. That's, I mean, people don't realize how much it costs to keep a course running. I mean, you as a, a manager of golf and you doing the the superintendent part i mean we talk about that a lot how expensive people don't realize well why is this course well let's talk about overseeding right a lot sure. of courses did not overseed this year because they couldn't get the seed we just had a big we did a podcast about that scott's bought out of the guys in oregon that's where they used to all get their seed and all these desert courses were paying double to triple the cost for seed yeah. to seed their fairways and their greens and all that no doubt, yeah. Ryegrass so, doubled. Yeah, so you got, is that what you guys are running, rye? What are you running out here? Tees and around the practice areas, ryegrass and the greens are overseeded with Poa trivialis, which is a, okay. a bluegrass. But we may look to mix that up next year with some seaside bent because the <laughs> even the reclaimed water on the Poa trivialis, we, we get a rapid blight on it, a okay. disease, and then that costs money. Yeah, to fix that. And sure. I mean, honestly, it's there's, <laughs> there's fertilizing, there's doing the right thing, right? Sure. How often do you aerate your greens and or press air? Because we pre we have hard time press air where we raise our greens and we put them back down. Yeah, we we try to solid tie them every month or every other month, depending on play, because we're not closed and it just it's for what we have here. It's better to do that. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Yeah. So that's. A whole different side of agronomy that I do differently, opposed to pulling the core out on the green, would just punch a hole. You're still oxygenating the root zone, but a lot of people are pulling cores out with sand-based greens and putting sand back in. So I don't, there's no need to do that. So with all this, let's talk about the um, Audubon Corporation Sanctuary that you guys are part of. I mean, you guys are what? Seven courses out of Nevada out of 906 that got that awarded to them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, I think it's pretty awesome because it's you know, basically for animals and trying to keep everything healthy, right? Right. Yeah, it's a it's a nice honor to have. It's a lot of work to keep mm -hmm. up with, paperwork and projects, but it's definitely worth it. It's good for everybody. It's good for the community. Environmentally, it's it's the right thing to do. I think. For sure, I've been a part of that. I think it's pretty amazing because I, I mean, while. I've seen different courses here, and I never heard of this until I looked up your guys. I was like, that's pretty impressive, you know, because it's water, wildlife resources, all that stuff. It's just really cool. So, what's the future of this course? You think? You think this one's going to be sticking around because it is from the sanctuary point now, or you know, because a lot of courses are going bye bye. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean we're. We're fortunate, I think, to be owned by the city of Henderson. Um, I mean, we're definitely an asset to just so many uh, residents out here. And, you know, it's uh, we're doing well. 
uh, you know, financially speaking, of you know, if you compared it to 10 or 15 years ago. Um, so really, even if you're not a golfer, you don't utilize a facility, uh, we're not costing you anything as a Henderson resident. Um, so financially, we're not going anywhere. Uh, you know, if they were to, you know, cave to agenda-driven people and just shut down the course, uh, you know, it would become a park, and then it'd still have all the costs that are still here. Yeah. It just wouldn't make any money. No, it wouldn't make so, money. It's just going to be houses yeah. using water, yeah. basically. So it's, I don't foresee us, you know, really going anywhere at That's any good. point soon. So. One good thing about it is just, just some general facts. This golf course here provides enough oxygen to sustain 7,000 people. So when you when you look at that, yeah, we're saving water, but also the trees and the grass need carbon dioxide to survive to produce oxygen. So that's just a little fun fact from our industry that we, you know, that's, that is a good fact. I mean, I mean, I mean Black Mountain. I mean, yeah. they didn't pull the trees; they cut them all down. They ran that whole course over. Yeah. I mean, and that was a fun track, and that had a lot of trees on that track. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it was a shame to watch that go. I mean, yeah. same thing like uh, Royal Links, right? That's going bye bye now too. And you guys know about that. That's gone to housing. So, I actually saw it the other day when I was playing at Sunrise. Yeah. And the castle is still standing, <laughs> so to say. <laughs> but um, that whole front nine is gone. It's all dead. Yeah. It's all burnt wow. up and dead. Plowed. Doesn't take long out here in this climate. Yeah. yeah it's, oh, no, it's plowed. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> oh, oh, they yeah, already turned it over. They're leveling yeah. that ready for like the houses. You know, and that's the, you know that's kind of what people are saying. So how come it cost me so much to go play these courses? I'm like, it's supply and demand. We got all these Californians moving into town, not just California, but from everywhere. You know, getting away from whatever they're getting away from. But we have a lot of extra players coming in, and there's like, why does it cost so much? Supply and demand. I don't even play on weekends just because it's almost impossible to yeah. get a decent tee time, and you know, it just seems like it, the rounds take forever because people are just getting their people out there. Let's get them on the track. Let's get them going. That's you know. Cool. So. Yeah, I mean, in, in this time of year especially, it's uh, we're so busy and it's not quite warm enough for all the courses that didn't oversee to start really growing their Bermuda. So, you know, courses aren't up to, you know, up to snuff on what people think they should be. Yeah. But there's so much demand and so many golfers out. You know, how do you keep the rate to, you know, how do you not capitalize from a business standpoint? You know, you'd end up... Getting I totally agree. It's, yeah, I, it's tough. I totally agree, though. It's like, hey, man, you want to play golf? Okay, we're going to get you out there, but I can't guarantee you it's going to be a four-hour round. You're more like five and a half, six hours about some of these places because they're just selling, selling, selling. Prices I see in Vegas golf in the future are going to go up even higher. Because, yeah. I mean, some places are, you know, you got these courses that are getting 85 to to $100 to play. Some of these courses, like these private ones like my place, we're gonna, I know we're ready. they're going to raise our rates because everybody's getting that money now. Because they got mm -hmm. all this extended golf play. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I, I've already seen some of the prices go up since I've been here in uh, when I moved back in 2015. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is, though. I mean, everything else is going up in cost. The cost of my donuts yeah. <laughs> go up in. <laughs> I have a donut truck, so. Oh, yeah, that. The, the Dapper Donuts, everybody. Joe's uh, Dapper Donuts. Oh, nice. Got a food truck. Yeah. I like donuts. <laughs> I think we all like donuts. I'm a cop. I like donuts. <laughs> That's why we're such good friends. Yes. <laughs> That's it right there. Donut guy. Um, 
But yeah, man, I just see a lot of things changing in Vegas. I'm sure you guys see it too with golf, and you know, our, you know, this is why we do this Vegas bag because I want people to see and hear, you know, what you guys are up against. I mean, I mean, we talked about overseed. There's you couldn't get seed. I don't think you guys overseed this year. Did you overseed? Did you have seed or? No, we did. We on the fairways or Bermuda, we use a turf colorant, which is a basically a paint, and that's worked out really well uh, for playability. Gives you a nice defined spectacle of the fairway you're still going to get that roll it's not growing but it's just a it's just dormant a perception thing correct this is mm -hmm. dormant until right. we get water on it and when spring gets here yeah. it's green you know correct. i noticed that things have been waking up uh recently though out at reflection bay I've, i'm a member out there okay and uh so they do the same uh with the colorant yes and uh i'm, I'm noticing that the uh the brown rough is now starting to Turn sure. a nice little shade of green. In, it's in getting spots. there. Yeah, yeah, about mm -hmm. a week or two away. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. We, yeah, we're almost getting ready to pop spring real hard here. You know, oh, yeah. this wind isn't fun, but you know, it's warm. And that's right. the best part about it. You know, so how many guys do you have on your crew? We're about ten. Uh, a couple part-time guys, high school kids. So today we have four people here. It's a weekend day, Monday. So during the week we'll have eight. Full-time guys. So how often you mow your greens? Every day. Every day? Yeah, we mow you greens. You guys roll every... too? Or... Yeah, we have a roller. Okay. We roll sometimes. Um, maybe once every week, Thursday, Friday for the weekend, we might roll them. Make so. them a little quicker. Yeah, they're they're about a nine, yeah. nine yeah. and a half. I know they're just a little slower than you know what I've played yeah. on, so it's like, it's golf, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you want to make the hardest U.S. Open ever? Let, let the greens get a little longer and slow them down. Guys won't be making as many putts. Trust that. That's <laughs> yeah. how I always tell people. You want to see a great U.S. Open? Get those greens just a little bit longer, rolling about an eight and a half, nine, and they're going to be missing putts. Yeah. Because when they're fast, they just touch it and they got their line that's gone. You know. Hey, we uh, all know that as golfers. Speaking of difficulty, um, in your opinion, what's your hardest hole out here that? Oh, that you feel takes everybody's lunch. Oh, hands down, our number nine. It's got to be one of the toughest playing yeah. par fours in Nevada. It's not, it's not that long, but uh, off the drive, you've got water to your right. Uh, you can't hit it too far. You can only, you know, you can only hit it like 260 off the tee, mm -hmm. and a perfect drive is going to leave you right about 160, 150, and, 160 and into the green. a tight little pocket there on that landing area. Yeah, so yep. it's a tight drive that you can't go too far on. You can't mm -hmm. go to the right on. And then your approach to the green, you've got uh, water long and water short. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a great hole, and we've actually in the past we've looked at rerouting it to where that would be number eighteen. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, the the biggest reason we didn't is because we don't want everybody finishing with a double bogey. That's, <laughs> so, yeah. that's kind of smart. You, know, yeah. you don't want everybody coming I'm off the course going, again, man, yeah. number nine. <laughs> yeah, I had a great round going until the last one. You know, so it's a I, it's our best hole, I think, and but absolutely our toughest hole. Um, so, uh, Mr. Spackler over there. Uh, <laughs> Spackler. Uh, what, your opinion? Nine. Nine as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah e nope. even optically, when you're sitting out there on the approach with, uh, you know, all of the growth that's kind of coming in on the sides, it doesn't, it's not in play, but optically, it totally is. Sure. Yeah, it messes yeah. with your mind. I, mm -hmm. I remember that hole very well. Oh, I yeah. think it originally used to be 18 a long time ago. Okay. Before they rebuilt it. So, 
we talked about air raid. You hard time to do air raid. Do you punch? I mean, do you ever punch? How often do you punch here? Yeah, that's what on the greens we yeah. try to do it. We just did it in February. We'll do it again in March. So try to do that once a month. Yeah, when you say punch, I mean like pulling the plugs. You guys done doing that? No, we not, never do that. Not on oh, okay. the greens, no, because they're sand based. Okay. And the USGA has finally come around to something I've been doing for 20 years and starting to publicly say, okay, that's fine now. You don't need to core sand based greens, and they're even saying to build them with more organic matter in the greens now. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, so. I mean, I, not I just saying, used to seeing it, so i got to ask those questions. Yeah, yeah. Guys are going to do that anyway because that's the way it's always been done, and that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it necessarily. But for for us, for here, for what we do, what I've done over the years, it's better just to do a solid time. And yeah, because we'll I like that. We went with the long because, you know, Vegas yeah. has been around a long time too. We went with the long, hard hard times that push the air. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was really amazed by that because it's just a machine just shoots it in and then pops it up and – then they go roll it after they're done. It's kind of amazing yeah. how that so works. Yeah, so we'll do that. Okay, that makes sense um, to me. Sorry to ask that question again. No, you're good. Yeah, and then we'll do a lot of uh, verticutting, and we'll be mm-hmm. pretty aggressive, pretty deep with that, just to pull up, uh, you know, the excess matter. So like that, uh, it's like a thatching, right, when you verticut right. type like thatching? Is that what that, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, and you're doing a lawn or something? You're going to do that more for what we have here. We're one of the few in town that have Bermuda grass greens. And it's an older Bermuda grass. It's 328. It's not a new ultra dwarf. So that's like what they played on in the 70s, pretty much, mm-hmm. for that Sahara Open, mm-hmm. whatever you, yeah. So it's been here forever. That's so awesome. It's just a different uh, cultivar of Bermuda grass. It's one of the old original ones. And they can mm-hmm. be really good in the winter with the light overseed because they're going to get slicked out and quick. But in the summer, Dealing with that, trying to keep speeds up is a challenge because it grows so quickly. Mm-hmm. So you got to verticut a lot. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I guess we're about ready to end this. So everybody out on Facebook, you know, check us out. Hello. That's Come to awesome. Wild Horse. Fun track to play. Revision Brewery. Um, just want to say thanks to you guys being here. Joe, hey, thanks for helping me out today. Yeah, hey, by the way, thanks to Scott Dugan. Scott Dugan. Scott Dugan. Yes. Uh, appraisals, appraisal and, uh, company, yes. Provide us with all this awesome equipment to do the show. Um, Revision Brewery. Revision Brewery. Solid beers. That is. They hey, so follow us on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> follow us on Facebook. Follow Wild Horse. Twitter. You know what you got? We got to go on Instagram. Whatever. Hey, so thank you, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Thank you, yeah. sir. Appreciate you. Yeah. yeah.